Welcome along to this podcast and I have another wonderful guest here today who's going to tell us about their journey to becoming a teacher entrepreneur, sometimes we call them solo entrepreneurs, and basically moving from that um, $20, €20 an hour class to charging more for an actual program. And this is something that everybody can do. I mean, I have done it myself that I was, when I first came to Barcelona, I was actually charging 12 euros an hour. And one of the, one of my clients, they were a friend. They said to me, no, we, we want to charge, uh, we want to pay you 15 because 12 is just awful. And never did I think that I could get 60 euros plus an hour. So, um, to begin with, we're going to find a little bit of background information about our guest. And then I'm going to ask them some questions. Uh, you know, talking to them about the journey, the struggles, uh, etc. So let's go. Okay, so uh, hello, everyone. Thank you for having me, Richard, as well. I will tell you about my journey um, becoming an English communication coach, and I actually help non-native English-speaking lawyers in this area. But yes, I when I graduated university, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I did know I wanted to explore teaching. So I got a TEFL certificate and I moved to Spain. I was working through a Spanish government program. We got placed at bilingual schools, primary and secondary schools. So I worked there. But to supplement my income, I also taught one-on-one. So yeah, I was making like probably 10 euros, you know, 12 euros, 15 euros around that range. Um, I eventually transitioned to online teaching in 2016, and I was making a bit more, I think like $20 an hour and, you know, pretty happy with that, but I had to teach a lot of classes anyways, and I was working for a lot of those like Chinese platforms that many of us do, and I was, you know, I love, I had always loved um, being a teacher, so it was something I wanted to continue to do, but I also am quite independent, and, you know, I did want to find something that was going to sustain this career path, if that makes sense. Because, you know, I had to, you know, I love living in other countries, but I wanted to have the option to at least like live in the United States, my country, if I wanted to, but my salary wasn't enough to to sustain my life here. Um, So I was looking for ways to start my own online teaching business to get my own students, because also one of the platforms I was working on they were taking, a, I think they were taking 15% of our pay because, you know, they were doing the marketing. And then one day they raised our pay to, or sorry, they raised the cut that they took to 30% without telling us. So besides that, we were all competing against each other. And then there were people in other parts of the world charging less. So it was quite hard um, to compete in, with that. But I found um, James Lewis. 21 day teacher entrepreneur challenge after reading his amazing free ebook. And that's what started the journey for me. Um, I had took a few courses before that wasn't really able to get it going with those. They were good ones, but that, you know, James Liu's course was the one that made all the difference for me. And that was back in March, 2020 when I took his course and launched my business. And I learned so much about marketing and sales from there Um, Still am, of course. But yeah, I've been working with non-native English speaking lawyers. I specialized in that niche. Yeah, for the past two years. And I'm I'm just loving it and learning so much from them as well. Great. Well, I, you know, I'm interested to know whether you always wanted to be a teacher or were you always a teacher or how did you get into teaching English? Because my personal story is that 
Um, I arrived here in Barcelona. I've always been a trainer. And as I as I started to work with people, they, they kept asking me, oh, do you do English classes? And I thought, yeah, sure, I'll do English classes. And I kind of fell into the teaching like that. And then I saw that there was a business here. And slowly but surely, I started to build up clients. And then I left my actual full-time corporate job to, amongst other things, become a, um, a teacherpreneur, as is another word for it. So I'm interested to know from you, I mean, have you always been a teacher? What uh, what got you into the whole teaching scene? Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, well, like growing up, yeah, there there were a lot of different things I wanted to be growing up. I'm, I'm pretty sure I wanted to be a vet because of love of animals. But then I don't like like anything like hospital related and, and you know, all, all that I would have had to deal with. I didn't want to get into that. Plus, I'm not super interested in science. I mean, I am, but like it wasn't my favorite subject in school, if that makes sense. I think at one point I wanted to be a psychologist. Um, I, you know, I've just always loved helping others. So, yeah, I did always have an interest in teaching, but I didn't study teaching. You know, I didn't get like a degree in teaching. I got a degree in international studies, which is just very interdisciplinary. Some people become diplomats after that degree, but I really, I didn't see myself becoming a diplomat because you have to be, you know, from my view, you kind of have to be the kind of person who like reads the news every day and knows exactly what's going on in the world. And yes, I like to stay informed and I try to, but I am not that kind of person. Anyways, I wanted to explore teaching. So when I graduated with that degree, I decided to also get a TEFL. So I was helping some, a lot of like Mexican immigrants in my community in Texas. I was kind of helping them as I got my TEFL and tried to um, prepare to move abroad to Spain to teach there. And then, yeah, when I was ready, when I got my TEFL, I moved to Spain and I worked, I first worked in a secondary school there in a bilingual secondary school. Then the next year I, I split my time between a bilingual primary and secondary school. And I really loved it. Um, I did not like the classroom part, to be honest, just because it's like, it's a lot of classroom management and I have, you know, the utmost respect for teachers in the classroom, but I realized that part wasn't for me. Now the teaching part, I really did like. So I transitioned to teaching online and doing more like one-on-ones and such. Um, I did help a lot of kids. I also taught a lot of adults. And then I knew I wanted to start my own business and get my own students. And I also did want to like more focus on adults. So that was how I got to become a teacher entrepreneur, as you said, after taking a training course that helped me launch the business, which was James Liu's. 21-day teacher entrepreneur challenge that really, you know, got me started on this awesome journey. Okay, great. Um, So the next question really is, I mean, what struggles have you found? Because I left a couple of Facebook groups because they were so negative that people were saying there's no possibility of making money as a teacher, uh, as an English teacher. So, I mean, did you face the same struggles um, that you felt that you couldn't make more money or that you couldn't get clients? Um, Let's delve a little bit into that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I could talk about this all day. Um, And it's funny, you mentioned those Facebook groups, you know, those kind of teacher Facebook groups where people say, "Okay, the limit is $20 or $30. This is as best as we're going to get. Right. I I will say I was in those groups. And um, after I took the challenge and the, the challenge from James, the one I mentioned before, 
completely changed my mindset and really made me realize that when you specialize, you can charge a higher rate. So I felt so excited and I wanted to spread the news. So after I took the challenge, just just out of like wanting other people to go through what I had just gone through, I posted in several of those groups you mentioned. And I said, hey, guys, I just took this challenge. Like, it shows that you can make even $100. Like, you know, it's true. Like I just did it myself. And I got so many bad reactions, so many comments, like get out of here. Like, that's crazy. You could never charge that much. And I was just like, I guess it's because they just, you know, they need a mindset shift. And and I guess I understand, you know, where they were coming from. But anyways, I just, I stopped trying because nobody believed me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, even before I came across the challenge, I didn't really know it was possible to charge much more than like, you know, at least the $30, $40 range tops. So um, my mindset went through a transformation when I realized, you know, when you do niche down, you actually can in time. Um, and and you, you're, you're a coach, you know, you're so much more than a teacher, you're helping people get results that are going to change their lives. But definitely before I came across this idea and this training, I, you know, I struggled, like I wanted to start my own business. And but I, I was going to try to charge like $30 an hour, I didn't know how to market myself, I didn't know sales. So that was, you know, not helping. So yeah, I was very, very happy to find that, you know, it is possible if you can just niche down and um, learn these skills. Okay. So one of the, you know, one of the important things that has come up from a lot of um, interviews and teachers that I've talked to is mindset is key because a lot of the times we have this mindset of, I am just an English teacher. And a lot of the times that holds us back. So, I mean, did you suffer from that mindset? Did you feel I'm just an English teacher? I can only pay or I can only charge 20 euros, $20 an hour. And how did you change that mindset? I think originally, yes, I did suffer from that mindset. I was like, this is the going rate. I'm an English teacher. You know, I can't charge more than that. But after taking that training, I mentioned the 21 day challenge by James Liu. He totally transforms your mindset. And he, he, he makes you show that if you specialize and hey, you don't need to know anything about this group you specialize in, but you choose a group and you learn about them over time, you're going to be surprised at, you know, how much you learn and you're going to be able to tailor solutions to them to help them reach their goals. That is going to be worth much more than that rate. Even though, you know, even when I first started out as a teacher entrepreneur, you know, a communication coach for lawyers, um, I still, you know, it's not like it was an instant mindset shift like, oh, I'm a niche teacher now. Of course I can charge a hundred dollars. No, no, no. I was so used to making, you know, 20, some, you know, $20 an hour that it was still hard for me. Plus, even though I was calling myself this coach, I didn't feel like when I had just like, you know, changed my title to that. So there was this whole learning process and mindset, um, 
transformation process that took a series of months for me to actually, you know, if not longer, maybe a year for me to realize, okay, I get it now. I'm so much more than an English teacher. Like I'm really helping them build stronger bonds and professional relationships and really helping them excel in their career. And best of all, just have this like huge sense of confidence and um, personal satisfaction. And now I'm like, huh, I know this is worth $100 an hour. If not, it could be worth more because the transformation these people go through is is life-changing, right? Just like the transformation that I went through when I you know, got the chance to become a niche teacher, if that makes sense. So mindset can definitely be something that blocks us. But I mean, were there any other blocks that you found Maybe it was the technology. Maybe it was, you know, how do I take payments? Maybe it was, um, you know, can I actually, can I actually do this? So tell me more about any other blocks that you found um, and also anything that you did to overcome those blocks. Yeah, there were definitely so, so, so many for me. I mean, I know we just touched on mindset, but the imposter syndrome I had of who am I to help these lawyers if I've never been a lawyer myself and I know nothing about them, that, you know, that didn't paralyze me, but sometimes it did. Sometimes it made me very fearful and very reluctant to continue moving forward and continue learning from them. So that was a big one for me. Um I can say for sure. The way I overcame that was I just kept going and I just said, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Let me just talk to them. You know, if they think I'm a fraud and they say all these bad things, then we'll figure something out. But, you know, that didn't happen. And then I realized they're just normal people and they do think it's pretty nice that I've decided to specialize in their group and they are, they feel grateful for that. So I was like, wow, okay, they're not as intimidating as I expected them to be. Let me take some notes on what they're telling me so I can best provide a tailored solution for them. So that's kind of how I help deal with that. Now, sales, you know, as a teacher entrepreneur, having your own business, you're going to want to learn sales. Well, I had no experience with sales whatsoever. I was like the worst at sales. It was like really funny how bad I was looking back. You know, we have scripts and such to help us. And and those are in my opinion, yes, they're very necessary, especially in the beginning. Then later on, you can kind of make it your own thing. But I used to think you had to read the script word for word that like each sentence was a magic sentence. And if you didn't read it word for word, it wasn't going to work. So I was really bad. And then the way I overcame that one was we have a community of other teacher entrepreneurs, which is wonderful. I just reached out to people in there and I tried to practice with people every week or as much as I could. And I That helped me so much. That helped me make my process so much more natural, so much more conversational. I learned a lot from those other people I was practicing with. And you also mentioned the idea of, um, you know, thinking, can I really do this? That was a big one for me. That was a big one for me. I was like, this takes so much. There's a lot of learning here. I feel like I can do this if I keep going, but can I, can I, you know, I remember when I was first charging 60 and when I first started as a teacher entrepreneur, then I, after a while I raised to 80 and I remember telling my family that I was struggling to sell at this price 80 and my family is supportive for sure, but like they just didn't really fully understand what I was doing. And I remember them telling me like over dinner, yeah, if 
I were someone learning English, I would never pay $80 an hour. But they didn't understand like what it entailed and that this doesn't just was not your uh, average English class. But still, like after having failed uh, 10 sales calls in a row, that did kind of affect my confidence. And that did make, you know, those voices creep up in my head and say, can I really do this? Like, is this really going to work for me? But just like seeing other people do it in the, in our community, I was like, you know, what's so different about, you know, between them and me? Should I should just keep going. And, and at the same time, I realized I'm learning so much, you know, I was learning sales, marketing, etc, enjoying it. So I was like, let's keep going. This is fun. And I'm very glad I did. I'm very glad I did. Because after I, you know, worked with my coach and with people in my community, I was able to sell at that, at that rate. And then over time, even increase and just learn so much. So I'm glad I didn't throw in the towel, to say the least. Okay, here comes a really juicy question, and that is imposter syndrome. Now, what is imposter syndrome? It's that feeling of, I don't know enough in order to do what I'm doing. I'm not good enough, um, and I don't know enough to work with corporate clients. I think we all go through this. I mean, I've had this and, and I continue to have it at times that sometimes classes or sessions go great and other times they don't go so great. And you say, oof, is it that I didn't do something right? Is it that I'm not good enough, etc." So how have, I mean, two part question. First of all, have you suffered from imposter syndrome and how have you got um, over that? Oh, yeah. Imposter syndrome is huge. And this is a big one for so many of us. And I think I did touch on it. But I suffered from a lot of imposter syndrome because, you know, through that training, we were, you know, we were encouraged to choose a niche. Eventually, I got to my niche of lawyers. I wanted to explore that niche. I wanted to learn more about these these individuals. And I was like, okay, but I've never been a lawyer myself. I've never been to law school. I don't really know anything about lawyers. I mean, besides what you just see in the movies. And and let me tell you, the lawyers I work with are not doing that stuff. I mean, some of them, but usually not. Anyways, um, I was like, you know, I'm pretty young. I'm just this girl who's like coming from an ESL teaching background. What are these lawyers going to like see in me? You know, how am I going to help these really highly educated professionals they're usually, you know, buttoned up in their suits. What do I have to offer, you know? So I was just like, this is going to be interesting. And I'm pretty scared right now. But then I just said, you can do this. Let's just see how it goes. Let's just try to learn from them and see what happens. Let's just have a human to human conversation. And that is pretty much what I did. And, at, and when I I didn't let the imposter syndrome paralyze me from moving forward and from having conversations with them. When I did get to have those conversations, I realized, okay, these are not the people I had in these scary professionals I had envisioned in my head. These are normal people. In fact, I have something in common with them, you know, just interests and such. And so then I realized like, they don't need help being lawyers. They they're super super smart. They've been to law school. They've been some of them been in their field for a number of years. They need help with their English communication skills so that they can be more effective 
lawyers and international organizations. I was like, okay, I can help them with small talk. I can help them expand their vocabulary. I can help them have, you know, better interactions with their colleagues. Now that that sense of confidence in helping them did not come immediately, right? I was like, how am I going to do that? Like, what are the best materials? And you mentioned, Richard, something big like, you know, some sessions going really well and you feel on top of the world about it. Other sessions you just felt like didn't really resonate. And you're like, is this even worth what I'm charging? Like, what am I doing here? So it was very up and down. Imposter syndrome reared its head a lot in the beginning and still sometimes now because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we we have this ambition and, and we tend to have this drive to want to be better and better. And we, we, a lot of us become obsessed with learning, but with learning something new and with getting out of your comfort zone, imposter syndrome usually shows up again. Right. And then you're, and then like something similar happens. You're like, am I going to let it hold me back? Well, last time I didn't, and something really cool happened. Well, I'm not going to let it hold me back this time either. So then you don't. And then you're like, okay, this went really well, or this sucked, or let me change it. But then when you become a new person, or you become someone with like, more skills and a better mindset, you thank yourself, you say, you know, thank you for not letting that imposter syndrome stop you from doing this because you've grown, right? So getting out of our comfort zone brings the growth. And I'm very happy that I've learned that lesson. And so in that way, imposter syndrome is a blessing, right? So if we're like, this imposter syndrome is showing me I'm about to face a new challenge. If I overcome this challenge and I just kind of do it and get through it, I think I'm going to feel really happy and fulfilled that I've progressed in that way. Okay, now we come to a really good question. And well, they've all been good, of course. But this one is, I mean, what piece of advice would you give a teacher who wants to go out on their own? Would you say, go for it? Would you say, get a coach? Would you say, um, you know, you need to research your market? What exactly would you say to somebody if they came up to you and said, um, should I go out on my own as a teacher entrepreneur, as a solopreneur? Ah, great question here. I would say definitely go for it. I would say believe in yourself because you, just like anyone else, you can learn new things. You can become something new um, and you don't have to know anything about that thing. You, you can do it. Just believe in yourself. You know you've helped people in the past. You can help more people and you're going to learn how to help them effectively. So just at least believe in yourself. I do recommend getting a coach. I got a coach to help me and that handholding and that accountability just made so much difference and that feedback on, okay, you're doing this, that that's not really working. You need, you need to do this instead, kind of keeping me on my path. Um, accountability partners can also be great. Um, but I do, I do recommend some coaching and some training. And I also recommend community so finding a place where you are not going to go about this journey alone. It can be so lo lonely to be an entrepreneur, to be a teacher entrepreneur. So if you can find a group of like-minded individuals who are going along a similar path, you guys are going to encourage each other. You guys are going to lift each other up. And when you tell them, hey, guys, I'm struggling today. It's one of those days. Don't know if I can do this anymore. They're going to say, hey, 
that was me yesterday. Today I did this, this, and this, and this happened, and I'm so glad I didn't quit. Please don't quit either. That's going to help you because I had a I had a community, and I'm still in it now, and it's I'm very involved, and it's everything to me in a way. And like, if I didn't have that community, I know. I wouldn't have been able to do it. So in summary, I would say believe in yourself, get coaching if you can, that can really accelerate your progress. And thirdly, find a community of like-minded people going through a similar journey that can support you and help you continue to, to go and continue to run the marathon. Well, I have to say that was a really informative um, interview and thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Um, what you know what i think is really important is that many many of our guests say the same thing mindset imposter syndrome but what's really important is um how you deal with these things and you've you've heard different strategies of how our guests are actually dealing with these um different blocks that come up so you know keep listening um if you have any feedback let me know if you would like to uh, actually join me on the podcast uh, do reach out to me richard at richardbutler.coach and uh, i would love to feature you so until next time um have a great and wonderful day and keep on teaching